0: Jimmy!
1: long ago this used to be a logging camp right here and there was this little sweet 14 year old girl who lived here with a big family and her father died so her uncle came to take care of the place
2: with girls huh? I'm not
1: coming up short in my pantry
2: Hi this is Lauren Marie Taylor from Friday the 13th part 2 and Girls Night Out and you're listening to The Hysteria Continues
0: Yes welcome back to The Hysteria Continues episode number 33 blimey we are getting into um, quite high figures uh, yeah, so welcome back. Um, I'm joined by my fellow happy campers. Um, firstly, from across the pond in Dublin, um, is Eric. How are you doing, Eric? Oh, were you being nice? No, I'm not
2: too bad. I'm not too bad. I I was drinking rather lots of copious amounts of white wine last night, and I thought this would be a nightmare, but actually, I'm not feeling too bad at all.
0: Oh, that's good. That's mm. good. Um, um, you're not hungover, are you, Nathan? No, I'm not hungover. Well, that's good that's good um but um and joseph you're not hungover, are you no but i'm the tired
3: terror okay
0: okay well it's i'm i'm quite hungover, unfortunately so hopefully i can uh if it's a little bit rambling today then that might be the reason i i discovered um uh, well this morning that scrumpy white wine and gin are not a good mix um, all in the same glass, no no just oh, right. the someone didn't of an evening. The,
3: someone didn't lock the liquor cabinet on Justin last night yeah. oh,
0: no. well I was as I posted on Facebook, everyone went to bed <laughs> and left me um on my own with the drinks cabinet um but i didn't actually drink anything else by that point, which is probably uh, just I think there's I think there's only there was some kind of strange banana liqueur was the only thing that was left. And, um, I just, I'm Ooh. glad I didn't drink that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we may not be doing this podcast, uh, today if I had drunk that. So, um, but anyway, enough. I am with, shocked. Oh. I am shocked beyond words. What? But I didn't drink the banana. Liqueur. Yeah. yeah. Self-control is unbelievable. <laughs> know, it's amazing. Isn't it? Wow, Justin, amazing. I have to tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> well, um, again, I'm drinking a green tea and I've got a bottle of water here. So, um, I'm back to my virtuous ways for a little while anyway, but, um, but yes, well, thank you for coming, joining us again on Hysteria Continues. We are going to be covering the 19, early 1980s uh, backward slasher, The Final Terror. Um, and we've got lots to say about that and we are actually recording this a couple of weeks early because of a a few kind of clashes, uh, schedules and um, holidays and various things so we may or we may not have some interviews um, later because we haven't got anything at the moment but we have got plenty of irons in the fire, if that's the right saying Um, and hopefully we'll have something by the time you listen to this and if we do we'll cut it in and if we don't we won't have anything so... Anyway, that talking of rambling, that's me rambling. Um, but um, what we can, the other thing we're going to do is obviously going to talk about what recently seen. We're going to say what we've been watching recently, um, and in, in lieu of a top three this time, um, we're actually going to do a little quiz. And um, basically, inspired by the fact that final terror has got um, before they were famous performances by um, Daryl Hannah, Rachel Ward, and Adrian Smed amongst a few others, um, we thought we'd do a little quiz. I've got some sound clips of uh, people who were, you know, who basically got their break in the slasher movie um, and some people who weren't as famous as they are now, but um, an appearance in slasher movies. And I'm going to play them and see if um, Nathan, Nathan, Joseph and Eric can guess what they are. And obviously you can play along at home, um, but there's no prizes, unfortunately. But uh, But yes, first up. Actually, um, the second prize is death. Yeah, oh yes, yes, that's that is quite true. Um I don't know how we're gonna gonna give out the prizes, but uh yes, second prize is death. So who's whoever comes second? Um they might get a cat flushing a toilet if not death. Right. Okay, um recently seen. Um Nathan, have you been watching the last week or so?
1: Um well uh Friday night I watched uh Squirm again. Uh it's it's a it's a okay movie. Not one of my favorites. Hmm. Um You know, I I do like Jeff Lieberman's films usually, but I did think this one tended to drag a little bit and could have been edited better. You know, overall, it's not a bad movie. It's just, you know, it's it's just kind of middle of the road for me.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You haven't seen it for a a little while. I mean, it's kind of, as far as killer worm films go, it's quite unique, isn't it, really? It's true. It's true. What about you guys, Um, Joseph and um, Eric? Have you seen it? Oh yeah yeah, yeah i have. I, have. I love I watched Square. it
3: Friday as well. you love it, huh? I thought it was rather boring, unfortunately. Yeah. I'd seen it a long time ago, but I you know it was all I could do to stay awake last Friday i mean i liked a lot of the the worm footage, but man, just no one really does anything but wander around for the whole film
0: hmm. It's a bit like the um about the like the outing or scream yeah it's a bit like that, isn't it, but uh okay the, the actually the, uh, ironically the most disgusting
2: scene in squirm for me is where he finds the worm in his egg cream whatever an egg cream is it's like a milkshake um, yeah that's uh that was that's easily the most that's far more disgusting i think than seeing the worms bur- bur- burrowing into you know the guy's face and, mm. and i love i love 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 that girl's um platform shoes <laughs> the one who hides in the in the chest is this. she hides in a chest or something towards the end Got the most yeah,
3: amazing- that, movie, that movie is very, very 70s in, in yes. attire and atmosphere. It's so drab and lifeless in colour.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see Tyra
0: try and you know, hit the catwalk in those heels. Uh, yeah. Okay, mm. we'll have to look back at it. I've seen that, um, did you see that on uh, Facebook? There's someone put a YouTube um, video up from um, talk, uh, discussing the merits or lack of of platform shoes from back in the 1970s no i have to send you the link but that's quite funny because oh, nice. they've kind of basically just lots of people walking around the platform shoes and then um uh chiropractors not chiropractors chiropractors people feet doctor um just saying how bad they are other people that's it shropotus. um but uh, yeah but anyway by the bye so uh yeah well that's squirm um anything else nathan
1: i also watched um david cronenberg's movie uh shivers aka they came from within Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good movie. You know, I think uh, I like, I'm a fan of David Cronenberg, so I, I really like his films. And you know, Shivers is just very, very weird and out there, but I really like it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, so it's a great little film. It's one of those um, films that I remember back on the early days of video, um, seeing the box for, for Rabid um, and Shivers in, in the, um, uh, you know, the video store back in sort of the 80s. Uh, and I think it had a triple or double X rating, back then, um, I think they just kind of made those up for horror, so anything triple X was kind of porn, even though I don't think they, they did hardcore porn on video back in the the, U, the UK, back in those days but um, for horror they kind of had a double X rating um, and I remember that, that was always obviously a bogus rating, but yeah, sorry, just by the by so, um, did, did you watch that as well Joseph? Yeah, I like Shivers a lot um,
3: yeah. it's like a, kind of a metaphor for like the sexual disease you know, upcoming sexual disease era of like HIV AIDS or whatever Mm. it's basically you know people having free love and passing one disease to another and the disease in this case being that parasite Mm. and the whole film turns into this big kind of pandemic of sex and violence and just all sorts of chaos and you know as weird as only Cronenberg can be I really
0: enjoyed it Mm. yeah okay and um, Eric you got anything to add to that?
2: No, I do like Shivers, though, I have to say. I love all those. Cronenberg's um, um, high watermark era is those early films, I think. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be, I wonder if he'll ever go back to his kind of body horror sort of, um, you know, uh, stuff. He kind of invented that really, didn't he? That kind of mm. subgenre genre But um, what was his, was it that kind of film? He did a film... Um, uh, Existence, that one? Well, there's that one, but the most recent one, wasn't it, where he was doing a kind of, he's gone quite highbrow I kind of guess is the best way to oh yeah yeah um but uh yeah well thank you Nathan I mean Joseph have you watched anything apart from those two yeah I watched a
3: couple of things um a few uh, I guess about a week ago I watched The Faculty again mm. and have, I know Nathan has seen it and I know Eric has seen it have you seen it
0: have I seen it? Yes, um not yeah. for a, a well, long time. Cuz
3: I was going to talk about it, I was going to spoil it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be a little careful. I mean, it's an old movie. I mean, mm. most people have probably seen it, but uh I really like the movie a lot. And um I love the scene that's uh inspired by the thing where they they uh snort the uh concoction up their nose to see who the alien might be. And um it's very inspired by the, you know, the thing but there's one issue I have with the film. Um, now, uh, when you find out who the queen alien is, you kind of wonder to yourself, why did this person go through so much trouble to hang out with these particular people, and um, why? Why do they? You know, why do they make this a mystery? You know, it doesn't really make much sense when you think about it, and because um, this person, who it turns out to be, just kind of. D- goes against her- their own in a way it's just it, in hindsight it doesn't make a lot of sense but still it's it's such a fun and entertaining film that you can kind of overlook that little logical fallacy i
2: guess
0: hmm. Hmm. i mean so I, do you you're saying you'd seen it um eric haven't you, you saw it yeah
2: I, I went to see it actually twice in the cinema when it hmm. came out in was it was 1999 hmm. but uh, i haven't seen it since but i do obviously i enjoyed it if i went to see it twice so
0: yeah yeah and of course it's it's funny isn't it when you kind of watch those kind of films from 10 years ago and how dated they look mm. um well, i suppose that's just natural isn't it but uh yeah it, sometimes when you go back to films you, you don't you kind of expect them not to look that dated but i think 90s films now look you know obviously very dated i suppose you know it's kind of what 13 when was that made was it 97 did you say 99, 99, 99 i think yeah
2: okay. so it's 13 years
0: Wow. okay cool um anything else joseph yeah, I watched
3: uh, last night. I watched uh, the 1991 film uh, *Shattered*. It's not a horror film; it's more of a, a, a noir kind of murder mystery. But it's by Wolfgang Peterson. It has uh, Tom Berenger and Bob Bob Hoskins. Mm. And um, yeah, I know you do that, but uh, basically, um, it, it's really it's kind of like equally provocative and equally. Absolutely ridiculous in plot. I mean, it, it's so outlandish and like over the top, but yet they play it deadly straight through the whole film. It's basically Tom Behringer, uh, You know, his character gets in this car accident with his with his wife and he gets like psycho selective amnesia where you know he can remember stuff like who the president is and where he works but he doesn't remember his name or that he was married so you know he goes to this he gets plastic surgery to kind of you know reshape his face and he goes through this process of learning to walk again but then he starts having these tiny little like flashes back to the night before the accident and it starts like you know driving him nuts and he finds out that he had hired a private detective played by Hoskins to investigate his wife, who he thought might be having an affair. And, you know, it's just standard uh, kind of neo-noir, you know, cliches. But it's really entertaining, and it has uh, probably the best, you know, gotcha twist ending that I've ever seen. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it's so outlandish and unbelievable. But yet at the same time, it's such a shocker that it's like – it's, it's like you, you'll always remember it, and um, I don't know. It's just one of those films that's kind of so bad it's good, and I, I really enjoy watching it from time to time.
0: Mm, okay. I, I, it's not what I've seen, um, I don't think. How about you, Eric? Have you seen that? I, I'm sure I must have, yeah, but
2: I don't mm. recall. How old is the film?
0: It was in 1991, so what, 21 years? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Did you watch it as well, Nathan, or was that? It... No. I mean, if I have seen it, it's been so long I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, thank you, Joseph. Um, How about you, Eric? What have you been watching? Uh,
2: Well, I caught up with the the much-hyped Uruguayan film, The Silent House, Mm. um, which is the film that's apparently all done in one take, although there are plenty of opportunities where the screen cuts to black, where they can, you know, do an edit if they want. Uh, It's the story of a girl and her father who are uh, renovating a house, and the father goes up to the attic, or just to the upper level of the house to investigate a noise and he meets a sticky end um so i mean it 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 has kind of supernatural overtones to start and then it leads to a big final twist at the end that whilst i didn't expect it it didn't come as a surprise when it did happen and because it's a twist that's been done a thousand times before Mm. uh so i thought um it had its moments i thought it was too long and there was this weird vibe it it created because it's it's all shot in one take with a handheld camera so it felt kind of like a found footage movie even though it wasn't a found footage movie so i I, you sort of get the impression that she's not alone in the house yeah that there's somebody else with her in the house even though she's supposed to be alone i I, you know it's hard to describe but um i thought it was overrated to be honest um Mm. I know that, that uh, there are a lot of people out there who like it and think that the remake is probably sacrilege, but I haven't seen the remake, but I wouldn't be too en- too enthused. I uh, would know, want to improve greatly on this, I think, to grab my attention. I know you've seen it, uh, uh, Justin, because you, you mentioned it a couple of months back, I think.
0: Yeah, I saw it at the cinema, um, mm. and I, I've kind of felt similarly to you, actually. I think it's without giving away the ending, it's kind of... It's something that's been done before, and it's it's not, you know, in, in, especially original. But it was kind of interesting to see a Uruguayan sort of horror mm. movie. Um, yeah. And um, obviously the remake, I think, has the remake come out in the States? Or, I think
2: States? it has, because it has yeah. a 2011 date on it. Mm, mm. I doesn't don't it doesn't have think... an Olsen twin or something in it. Oh. Not, the,
3: not the twin, but their other sister, who's oh, actually right. infinitely more talented than they are. All oh, right. Have you seen it,
0: Joseph? Have you seen
3: no? I haven't seen movie? either version. I'm not really. I mean, I'll probably watch them eventually. I'm not real in a real hurry, but uh, based off the story, I can pretty much you know guess what the ending's going to be already.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Nathan, I take it you you haven't seen either of them, have you? No, I haven't seen them. Mm, okay right well anything else eric
2: yeah my, uh, much more entertaining um i'd be interested to hear your guys thoughts on this it was uh frankenhooker i i yeah. you know I, I have to say i really enjoy <laughs> i really enjoy sort of frank henna films um i imagine you probably do as well justin because he really really reminds me of uh john waters i think they're probably from the same gene pool uh yeah you i know as, as frank and Hooker would suggest it's about a bereaved groom-to-be whose fiance is killed by a runaway lawnmower and so he uses all his scientific nerdiness to piece her back together Frankenstein-styly using parts of prostitutes that happen to meet a rather sticky end due to some explosive crack that he feeds them. Do you Mm. feed people crack? I don't know. (laughs) Is that the right term? Anyway it's it's, you know it's barmy it's colourful wacky and it's really good fun. Um, I still think Basket Case is probably my favourite of his films but this is you know right up there as well i mean he only has a very small filmography but it's pretty um uh, what's the word i'm looking for wacky yeah well it's and it's also there's no there's no real drop in quality maybe except for basket case three which is a lesser consistent, film. consistent maybe consistent that's the word yeah, thank you, you yeah the yeah the source boy over here yeah so okay. what do you, yeah what did you think of frankenhooker justin
0: um, I haven't seen it. I saw uh, the last time I saw it. No, I have seen it, but the last time I saw it was um, in nineteen ninety, so twenty two years ago. So I haven't seen it since. And I saw it. At the, it was at its UK premiere as one of the kind of shock around the clocks or one of those kind of things at the Scala Centre in London. Mm. Um, and I remember liking it, but I can't. You know, it's been so long that I can't. You know, remember exactly what I've. Um, um, you know, thought of it. So uh, that that's the, is that the new Arrow DVD. Yeah, oh, Blu-ray. It, oh, yeah, Blu-ray, yeah. Right. Blu-ray, okay. Yeah. Does yeah. so it look good on Blu-ray? Yeah.
2: I mean, again, I'm not hugely fussy. Yeah. I'm sure um, some AV experts would probably find flaws with it, but I thought it looked
0: pretty good. Hmm. How about you guys? What about you, Nathan? Uh, are you a fan of Frankenhooker?
1: I really like it, but it's been so long, like, I can't remember a whole lot about it. Hmm. You know, but I, I remember liking it, though. Hmm.
0: And you, Joseph, are you...
3: Yeah, I like Frankenhooker. I, I agree with Eric. I like... I think I like Basket Case the best, but Frankenhooker is a lot of fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen, didn't he do something relatively recently? It, yeah, Bad, bad I, Biology, yeah. which
2: is really really good fun. I'd say you'd like that one.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll have to catch up with that soon. Mm-hmm. So um, Cool, anything else? Yeah,
2: yeah, the other one I saw uh, during the week was Maniac Cop, which okay. is the William Lustig film, yeah. which I think is a solid enough effort. I think it's probably better as an action film than as a horror film. Uh, it reminded me a lot, particularly where the Maniac Cop is going on the rampage in the police station of something like The Terminator. Mm. Um, you know, it's kind of unremarkable, but I mean, it has a good cast. You know, Tom Atkins, Bruce Campbell. Um, and the Maniac Cop himself is kind of this big, hulking, emotionless um, person who I can't work out if it's if it's just that his acting is really bad or if they were trying to go for a Jason mm. or Michael Myers type vibe from him. Mm. But uh, no, I, I, I quite like it. I think it's um, sort of, you know a, B, a B level um, slasher film.
0: Hmm. Mm. Yes, yeah, so another one I haven't seen for a long time, which is it's just come out, isn't it? Again. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah. Um, is that, anything else? No, that was it. No. Okay. Well, cool. I've, I'm just talking of new releases. I've just put in an order for the new um, Demons One and Two Blu-ray. Mm. Um, yeah um, me too yeah really steel box cool. love demons one and two yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's just coming out on blu-ray in um in the uk but i think it's region locked isn't it, it so is
2: it region locked for the first time yeah the, I, it must be a contractual thing yeah mm-hmm.
0: but um yes yeah, so i'm really looking forward to that i haven't watched a, a massive amount um talking to tom atkins i've watched um watched halloween 3 again um, for the first time for a, quite a while uh and i really like halloween 3 i know it's mm-hmm. kind of it's Um, You know, I think it's always been unfairly judged because it's not a Michael Myers um, film, although I forgot. Actually, it's got it's got uh, basically they watch a bit of Halloween in the film, don't they? Um, And Nancy
2: Loomis is in it at the start as well.
0: That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I think it's a it's a good fun film. And also it's finally actually seeing it um, on uncut because the British uh, video release was um, really, really heavily cut. Mm. Uh, and, which, um,
2: which version were you watching Or which release
0: um, I'm not sure if it's a Good Times one I think um, Oh right,
2: yeah, Region 1
0: Yeah, it's a Region 1 DVD, uh, DVD. Yeah. I mean it's not a very good It's a really early um, DVD And it's kind of like the, the. It's kind of quite a small When I played it on the laptop It was actually I only took up half the screen So I had to kind of blow it up You know, to, to actually fill up the screen So it's not a great transfer But, um, you know, there's a lot of gore in, in there It's a film, I remember going to see it um, uh at the cinema with my cousin and it didn't when we got there it was gone it, it they'd taken it off for some reason probably because it didn't do particularly well um and when did what up watching what was it um quest for fire instead that kind of bizarre kind of um mm, yeah i like uh, that uh, film yeah no a it's uh, fun but that, that was time and I've, i think i've told this story but that's when we walked in and um i kind of um tripped and um pulled off someone's toupee I <laughs> screamed because I was there, like a, was there a wacky like wah wah wah? <laughs> but it was, really, it, it was just really embarrassing because I kind of um, I was walking along and it was the film had started and I, I kind of tri- put my hand out steady myself on put on top, top of somebody's head which is bad enough. Then their hair came off in my hands and I kind of I just kind of screamed as well. So it's kind of it was humiliating for everyone concerned. Really, mm-hmm. um, was this in your goth days? well no it's before that because it was um back when i was probably 14 because i think i don't know if it's the same as um in ireland eric but they uh, do you remember double a's did you have double a's there
2: um, no. yes i think uh, actually no i i'm just i've was digging up some old um ad mats from my local newspaper i think i was telling you that on facebook yeah. and it just they just seem to say sort of over 18s over 15s they don't really have any other certification on them
0: mm. Because in the in the UK you used to have um, uh, kind of A's and double A's, and the double A would be kind of I think you had to be fourteen. You could um, you go and see a film if you were fourteen as a double A, um, and that was a kind of uh, and I remember Halloween three I think was a double A, uh, and that's why I was going to go and see see that, but obviously missed it at the cinema. So it's a round a long roundabout way of saying um, uh, that would have been my first horror movie at the cinema, and I think I remember going to see. Amateurville Three in 3D um, at the cinema, and also oh, I'd
2: love to have seen that in 3D.
0: Yeah, and yours 3D as well. I remember that. Obviously, but I couldn't see Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in 3D, which is what I really wanted to see because um, around the same time. But uh, but yeah, so that was that. Was that. Um, on a more recent um, uh, sort of note, um, watched Apollo 18, which mm. um, was okay. It Was a kind of I don't. I mean, without giving too much away, it's basically. Uh, this kind of faux kind of found footage type sort of uh, cut together thing of a a secret mission to the moon in 1975 or 74 75 Um, and um, uh, you know with two astronauts um, find a a Russian ship on the moon um, and uh, basically there's something else there as well something some kind of alien presence and um, and it's kind of what happens to them, really. And it's kind of done. It's 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 done pretty well, but it's it doesn't really. It didn't really grab me. It, it you know it was. I kind of guess it's it's a little bit kind of worn out. It's welcome um, the kind of found footage thing now, unless it's done really really well. It it's, it it just it seems a little bit kind of been there done that. Um, has anyone else anyone seen that? Yeah, that's the movie that people got ticked off
3: to, to me about spoiling or something.
0: Oh yes, that's right. But, uh,
3: yeah, I like the movie, but I think I agree that it's missing something. Mm. Um, I like the idea, and I like what it is that's you know terrorizing them on the moon. I won't spoil it this time, mm. but uh, <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's like it's a good movie, but you know it's not great or anything.
0: Mm. I think one of the the main things with Game Without, um, I mean, this is a is a spoiler, but. Um, uh, without spoiling it too much but it's just basically I think a lot of what people have a problem with is how they got the footage in the end yeah. because it yeah. doesn't seem to make any sense of how they could have actually got the footage when you actually see what actually happens at the end of the film um, but yeah so that was that was how about you Nathan we have we've spoken about this before haven't we did you watch it with Joseph
1: yeah I did mm-hmm. I thought it was okay I mean I know I wasn't a huge fan of it really
0: mm-hmm no well no fair enough but um yeah it's just one of those things because they've got love film which is like netflix and they kind of uh, stuff you put on there um and just forget is on there and it's you know it's it's perfect you know it's a fun time waster but uh yeah not something i would hugely recommend um kind of squandered a really good idea i think without you know doing anything particularly fantastic with it but uh but yeah that was um a recently seen um can I just interject
2: here just quickly? Mm. Just going back to Halloween 3. Uh, when I saw that for the first time on video, I didn't know that it was Michael myers Myersless. I was wondering, did anyone else have that problem? Oh, you... I don't remember. Yeah, I remember I sitting remember. there. And th- I remember the first time I saw it. Myself and my friend were sitting there watching it, and the. the The guy, the assassin at the start, we're saying, is that Michael Myers? And we're like, "Mm, he's not wearing his mask. And then he sort of douses himself in petrol and sets himself on fire. And we're like, "Um, I don't think Michael Myers is going to be in this. And my friend was like, no, 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 he'll show up. Don't worry, don't worry. It's called Halloween 3. He's coming, don't worry. (laughs) Eventually he didn't.
0: Well, they called it the tagline, wasn't it? The night no one comes home. Yeah. Um, yeah. which but also didn't actually make that much sense that that scene with the um the kind of the guy covering himself petrol and burning himself because there was no reason why he couldn't have just driven away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's just leaving behind evidence that he's a robot. Exactly. Oops. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. And also a very expensive robot I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. One question I don't if you haven't seen um, Halloween 3 then um, skip forward a, a you know a couple of minutes but one thing I, one question that arose this time I don't know if you remember you know the the the, the you know the love interest the the daughter of the the guy yeah. who gets killed in the beginning was she always a robot or did they make a robot of her while she was there
2: I always assumed they made a robot of her while she was there mm.
0: yeah because I, I just wonder, because it seemed to be, uh, you know, at the end it didn't seem to, would have made any sense, really, would it? For
2: well, would, would would Tom Hop, Tom Atkins um, Winkle not have rubbed off her moving parts when he was giving her servicing?
0: Well, exactly, yeah. So she might have yeah. busted a spring or something, wouldn't she? Or, yeah, I you know. know. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they must have been very, very talented to sort of knock up, a, you know, a, a carbon copy of somebody. Um,
2: well, with all that happens in Halloween 3 season, the witch, that's the least of my concerns. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough, yeah. fair enough.
0: Yeah.
3: Just consider her like a high-end sex toy. Mm. Mm.
0: But she was she was um, obviously the, the well, the, the idea behind the Halloween, they were going to do a different film each year, weren't they? Just with mm-hmm. the Halloween name, um, yeah. which kind of obviously didn't work, which is why the, the box office for this was, I think, pretty poor, wasn't it? Um, and why it kind of, like I say, going back to, why, when I went to the cinema, it was, um, you know, it, it got pulled after a week or so um, because obviously nobody went to see it because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. So they kind of learnt the lesson from that. But uh, yeah, well, that's um, our recently seen. Um, we're going to do this kind of quiz now, um, and we haven't really discussed how we're going to do it, so it may fall quite flat, but let's just see how it works. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start, I think, with Joseph, um, and I've got a clip here, and you've got to tell me. If you know who this famous person is.
1: Kind of hard to study without these? You are such a jerk. All right, move it out.
2: Like some beer? No. Some ice cream? No.
0: <laughs> okay, Joseph, who was that and what film was that? That would be that would be
3: Brad Pitt from Cutting Class. Indeed, yes um so you probably, asked me that because i've seen that movie 70,000 times and i recognize the music right off the bat so even if they didn't even say anything i would have known who it was so yeah
0: yeah
2: okay.
3: <laughs> well no
0: it probably wasn't i should have gone for i shouldn't have started with you actually but yeah that's um that's obviously as i said before we're doing this because um uh, final terror has got lots of um before they're famous people in it um and just thought it'd be quite fun to do this so play along at home and um uh, next up I think I'm going to ask Nathan if you recognize who this is um, and what film this is
3: I already uh, told him that well no, Scott you're just gonna to have to tell me again all right where did you go after you left the party all right um I uh... speak up Scott well, I went I went to get some beer
1: okay Nathan Um, I'm not 100% sure so I'm just gonna take a wild guess is yeah. that uh Kevin Costner and shadows run black
0: it is indeed, yes.
1: Yes, wow. I knew that one as well.
0: Yeah. How are you doing, Eric? Would you have got either of those? I,
1: I, no, I, would, I wouldn't have got
2: the Brad Pitt one, but I did. I would have guessed the Kevin Costner one as well.
0: Because it sounds like... Well, obviously it sounds like him, doesn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. I kind of
2: vaguely remember that scene from the film as well, so...
0: Yeah, OK. Well, Eric, here's your chance to shine. Mm. Who is this person? Be cool,
2: Callie.
1: Going to be a star, Oliver? Going to
0: try. Hmm... Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Which is why I didn't play it for you, uh, Nathan. Oh, Eric. Oh,
2: okay. Well, Nathan's clue then is it's is it? I can't think of the actress's name from Saw, who is in cheerleader camp.
0: Ah, it's not. It's actually the the man rather than the woman. Oh, do you want me to play it to you again? Yes, please. Okay. God, it's quite exciting, actually, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> be cool, Callie.
2: Gonna be a star, Oliver. I'll try. Yeah, right. This is a stupid game. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I know who
3: it is. Okay. Well pass it over I mean, to well, Joseph. You know who this is, Eric. You know who this is.
2: Yeah. Oliver.
1: Yeah. Eric, um the it's woman the- in that clip is somebody that I adore. Like one of my favorite actresses of all time in horror movies. And she's like, <laughs>
0: Yeah. So any idea what film that is? Uh Oh, oh, oh! Is
2: this? Oh, it's we're uh, trying to horror
0: high. Yes. You know who the guy yes. is. Yeah, is it the...
2: George Clooney?
0: Uh, ah. Yeah. Oh, Eric, you're not happen to be looking anything on the internet, are you? Well. No. We why?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not. No. It's George Clooney is in that, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes. Well done. And okay, is, it is that him? It is him. Yeah. Yay. George Clooney, okay. I got I got half a point. Yes. I needed
0: Nathan's help. <laughs> yeah okay well i'll put half i'm i'm keeping um score but um i like the game again now okay that's good right joseph who is this
1: should have
3: known libidinal motivation where the hell is darnell anyway he's
0: probably jamming with tina and the tots i don't hear any jamming if i know darnell he's doing a different kind of jamming
3: do you think the sun's hot enough to dry these
2: cards why don't you just try blowing on them
1: Oh, I know
3: it. this one too. Um, uh, which person am I supposed to? It's
0: the it's the female voice. Oh, um, a, one of the more it's obscure um, ones on the list.
3: Oh boy, um, I don't know. Uh, can I get a hint?
0: Um. Yes. Well, um. It's it's set in the country, but this woman is mostly known for being in the city.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Uh, good Oh.
0: Justin. Sorry. That's a good one, Justin.
3: I don't know. Is it Sarah Jessica Parker?
0: You're along the, r- the right lines, but um, no, I'm not as far as. No, 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 no. It's uh, uh, the
3: the Davis girl, isn't it?
0: Yes, Kristen uh,
3: Davis, and I can never remember the movie.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, you get half a point for that. That's um, it's Kristen Davis in um, Doom Asylum. Yeah, Doom Asylum. I, it was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, well, no, it's kind of, but it's, it's she um, and she gets her face buzz sawed off at the end of it, doesn't she? So um, for all those Sex and the City fans, um, so that was good. And for Nathan, here's uh, well, let's see if you get this one. Now, this is actually not from the movie, this is from a, um, an interview to promote the movie.
1: Okay, why does the nice guy always
2: die first?
0: You know, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it just goes to show the audience that there are no
2: rules and you can't expect, you know, the nice guy to, to get out because he was nice and he was sweet and he didn't do anything wrong. Too bad, you know, you're nosy, you're going to pay for it. So I think I, uh, I, met, my, I met my maker.
1: Okay, Nathan. I'm much better at guessing clips from actual movies. Mm. Uh, I don't recognize any of those voices. You don't? Okay. Um,
0: no. I mean, it's it's only because I couldn't. Um, I couldn't. Fi- well, there was um, some audio to this, but uh, obviously it's the guy. So um, he can I, he's he's in a very um, popular TV series now with a. Um, well it was going to give it away really but he's he was also in um uh, a remake of a horror movie actually this is a remake of a horror movie um and he was in a uh much more high profile remake of a horror movie in 2009 this is from i know his. who it is you know who it is okay yeah
1: <laughs> you should have switched mine and joseph's clip because <laughs> i that one right away and i didn't need a hit
0: uh well and i don't know this one you don't know this one um no, I haven't heard that interview. Can we
1: steal points from people by guessing? No, that's not fair because I would have got yours. Well, that's
3: like a game show, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Well, but yeah, well, you could have got mine if I that, didn't guess the, it right. Under you, if you can't guess it right, then what, what's to stop the next person from guessing
0: and well, getting? Funny the point? how you
1: didn't have that attitude last question.
0: Fine, yeah, well, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. Um, well, I'll give you one more clue, Nathan, and if you. Um, it's it's a remake of it's from a remake of a film that starred Vincent Price.
1: Um, I don't know House of Wax.
0: Yeah, it's that's the film.
1: Um, I don't remember who was in that movie. I don't. I've, I've seen that remake like one Paris time. Paris Hilton. Yeah, it's the Paris yeah, but Hilton. it's not the girl, is it? Is the guy the one that we're supposed it's to get? It's the guess? guy. Yeah.
3: His name is. Start of the sea.
1: Clancy
0: Brown? No, no, actually, well, it's okay. Chad Michael Murray, isn't it? No, it's not. No, no, it isn't. Who is it? Ah, well, um, shall I throw that over to Eric? Because I'll give you well, half it's a
2: point. it's obviously the, the other guy from Supernatural, but I don't know what his name. The one that's not Jensen. Jared Ackles. Padalecki. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, that's right. So I don't know who um, that is.
0: You don't know who Jared Padalecki is?
2: He's, He's the guy the, from Friday the Friday 13th. the Thirteenth remake. Man. Yes,
0: yes. Oh. Well, I didn't know that this was going to cause um, so many friction, so much yeah. friction, but what we'll do, we'll just move on to the do next Do you have one. your Alex Trebek mustache right now? I don't even know who Alex Trebek is. Jeopardy. Uh, well, we didn't get the that Je- here. No. Oh, yeah,
2: that's yeah. right. Okay. We didn't get the one with whammies. whammies. Whammies look that
0: way and stop. Whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, stop! <laughs> 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 right. Well, Joseph... Who is this and what movie? Hey, it's Oh, 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 oh is it? Sorry, it sorry, Eric, Eric. I do apologise because I've given you half a point. So hey, it's this goodness. is fun already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right who's this? You idiot! I told you
3: not to go for the throat straight away. You've got to rip her blouse off first. Like in rehearsals,
0: remember? Who's that? Hmm. English actress. I'll be surprised if you don't get this
2: we well, am not going to. This is I, I, Once again, I think this is a stupid game. <laughs> well, listen to
0: it. I'll, I'll play it for it you. Sounds, again. It sounds like Susie Kendall. I'll play it for you. But she's again. not famous, really. Now, listen to the accent. You idiot!
3: I, I told you not to go for the throat straight away. You've
2: got
0: to rip her blouse off first. Like in rehearsals, remember? I forgot. And obvious? it's a slasher film, yeah? Yes. Ripper blouse. Oh! Ripper blouse off like in rehearsals. Mm. It's um, it's a slasher it film sound,
2: It sounds like it's from Stage Fright But there's nobody famous in Stage Fright
0: No, it's from I can't remember the, the exact year it was released But I think it was about um, 1999
2: or 2000 Oh My Achilles
0: heel I know, I know who it is Oh, ah, okay What about uh, Nathan? Really um, do you know who it is? Are you asking me? i well, I, I was wondering. Well, I was going to see if Nathan knew as well before. No, um,
2: I can't. I can't think of who it would be. Mm-hmm. British actress, nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Oh, it's it's no. The whole listen to a Stasher film, is it? It's not. Right. Them.
0: And I'll give you one last clue. She's not British. Oh, but you're going to kick Maybe
1: yourself. Maybe she's Australian. Mm. I know who it is Oh
2: It's a Kylie Minogue in cut <laughs> Yes it is Yeah <laughs> <Yes>. Well done <laughs> God I didn't know she put on a is that, an, is that an
0: Australian accent? Well if I'll play it again I'll play it again and listen yeah, It's not I, very I good quality But um You idiot I told you not to go For the throat
3: straight away You've got to rip her blouse off first
2: Like I can oh, it, her, Remember it is, it is Australian yeah In my mind When you're playing a throat It sounded British Yeah I just think she's a terrible actress mm yes
0: she's not the not the best actress in in that but um yeah well that was uh that was carly minogue in cut um where are we up to we're up to joseph next aren't we yes Um, let's see if you recognize this person this might be quite difficult one actually
1: this is a joke right this is our poor neighbor's house and then you're gonna take a star
2: never judge a book by its cover honey
0: Dad, this book doesn't even have a cover. Is mm. it the girl? It's the girl, yeah.
3: Okay, that was. She got a dad, so she's young. Um... Mm, I'm going to need like a hint or something.
0: <laughs> um. Well, just before I give you a hint, I mean, without telling, telling me, um, Nathan, have you got any idea what that is? No. No? And Eric? No. No? Okay. Um, oh, she is incre- She's probably, out of all the people we are um, talking about, she's as famous today as and George Clooney. Um, she's probably one of the most famous people on this list of things we're doing um and she was in an incredibly popular tv series uh with oh um,
3: that's uh jennifer aniston isn't it it is yes and, what's and it's film? a it's leprechaun it is indeed yeah. yes um
2: okay. is leprechaun a slasher film i
0: in in <laughs> that's a, a grey area it's a, gray or a area. green area but it's <laughs> very be, good uh, boom boom <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think – well, uh, to be honest, I've never actually seen Leprechaun, so I don't know, but I know that she's it, in it, so.
3: it's It's got some slasher movie similarities, so, yeah, we'll count it. Okay. Especially
0: if I get half a point. You do. We get, yeah, okay. Well, I'm just – Yeah, this.
2: Leprechaun's a slasher movie when it suits you, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Quit your crying.
3: <laughs>
1: hey, we, we covered Arnold. the sadist. I mean, the lines are obviously very blurred. Exactly. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Now, Nathan, I would be incredibly surprised if you don't get this one. I'm doing them in order, so I didn't, didn't plan it this way, but um, let's see if you can guess who this person is.
3: No, he, he's out there with a the chainsaw. No. no, he had a chainsaw. He was chasing
1: me with a chainsaw. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> sequel. That's Renee Zellweger in Return of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation.
0: Indeed. Yes, well done. Calm
1: uh,
3: down there, Sparky. <laughs> no, it's
1: an awesome movie, and nobody gives it credit like it deserves.
3: Um, it deserves some <laughs> yeah. hmm, it's a reason, Awesome. But... <laughs>
0: and also, Matthew McConaughey's in it, too. Indeed. Yes. Yes. So, um, okay. Well, I thought you'd get that one. Um, and this one, we've actually, the next couple are quite uh, easy, I think. So... Oh,
2: don't say that, because that puts the pressure on me. And you know I'm useless at
0: this point. <laughs> Right. Well, Eric, who's this? I got this uh, cousin who lives
3: near the airport. It's okay for me to stay with, right? And I get the sound effects day from Rod. Hello, Mom.
2: Yes, yes, I know that yeah, one One of my favourite movies Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street Indeed, yes, huh? that was yeah, incredibly easy um,
0: So, yeah, well done um, And the next one is incredibly easy as well And I think it's Joseph next, isn't it? Yeah Yeah, okay, I'd I'll be, I'll be gobsmacked if you don't get this one
3: it's Too bad they don't have a roller coaster
2: Thank God for small thing Don't you like to be scared, eh? no most people do actually i mean like to be scared it's uh, something primal something basic horror movies and the roller coasters and the house of horror ride i, I want to go on that next <laughs> and you can face death without any real fear of dying it's safe you can leave the movie or get off the ride with a vicarious thrill and the feeling that you just conquered death one hell of a first class rush don't tell me you're a psych major oh a good deductive guess <laughs>
0: Okay. It's unfortunate that Tom Hanks did not die, and he knows you're alone. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Mm. Well, that was incredibly easy that one, but uh, yeah, well, well done for getting it. We've only got one left, actually. So, and for Nathan, this is a more obscure one. Um, and let's see if you get this. I feel a
2: bit sick. I think I'm just going to head back to the residence. I'm going to get a cab. I'll be all right. Rock <laughs> kind on, of
0: alright. Does that ring any bells for you, Nathan? The
1: nurse and maniac, because she's very, very famous. <laughs> no, no, but. Um, I think I know what it is. Okay. Well, well you may not guess it without, uh, without me getting a hint.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's, um, she is very, very famous. Well, she's, very, she's obviously a British actress, and she's um, uh, very famous in the UK, um, but she's been in a number of Hollywood films recently. Um, and that film was from 2001. Helen Mirren. (laughs) No, not Helen Mirren. Um, I'll give you another clue. It's, it's, I'm trying to think what, uh, clue without giving it away. She was in, uh, most recently, um, she gets eaten by fish.
1: Eaten by
0: fish. Um. Like in Piranha, like Elizabeth Shue? Yes. Or... Like... Ah. But not she's not Elizabeth Shue. But yes. Not Elizabeth Shue. Not Elizabeth Shue, no. But mm. she. what's in Piranha 3D? Let's see, There's... who's in Piranha 3D? Jerry O'Connell? <laughs> um... I'm trying to, maybe she's not as famous, maybe she's not famous in the States like she is in the UK, but she has been, she was in Piranha 3D. Um, and she is in this um, slash movie from two thousand and one.
1: From two thousand and one. Mm. Makes me wonder if I've seen it. Um, I'm going to say, um, Kylie
0: Minogue. No. <laughs> How about um? Shall I throw that open? Who else? Does anyone want to make a guess?
2: I know who it is, but I don't know what the film is.
0: Okay, what about you, Joseph? Do you know what the film is and who it is? Is that uh, Kelly Brooke? Yes, it is. Yeah, and the movie.
1: Who is that?
3: She's like a model or something. I've never heard of her. Is she the
1: woman? She's like a f- oh, she's the she's weird famous front. woman.
0: Yeah. No, that's no, Kelly, LeBrock. Like a- Kelly LeBrock. Kelly oh. LeBrock. Kelly Brook was in Piranha 3D. She's one of the ones um, who goes swimming in the, news. the movie.
3: Is the movie is Ripper, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Ripper, Letter from Hell.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, so. oh God! No wonder I didn't remember. I hate that movie.
3: <laughs> well, I only remember because I, I remember I hated that movie so much that it actually stuck with me.
0: Right. Okay. Is she is she well known in the states at all? Uh, she no. was on some.
3: She was in something else. I can't remember what it was, but she. She's on, it might be a TV show or she had like uh-huh. some kind of
0: hmm.
3: like recurring role on a TV show and it kind of got her popular for a while.
0: Okay, well, yes. Um, so I do apologize, Nathan, if you didn't know one, but I can't, you know, bends the breaks, as they say. So... I didn't Kevin Bacon in that list. Sorry, I said, Where was Kevin
1: Bacon? Well, exactly.
3: <laughs> well <laughs> where was the man changing 180 degrees. Yeah, where was Rachel
0: Ward? <laughs> well, we're no, coming Daryl up to Hannah. Yeah, we're coming up to well, we'll Joe be talking Pantleano about those. And... Yeah. well, we're talking about those shortly, but obviously I didn't. And that did Friday woman Friday. who played Sandy the di-
2: in the diner in Friday the Thirteenth, where was she? <laughs>
0: <laughs> did she become famous after Friday? Well, oh, she
2: became one of those foldable three D origami things. That is
0: true. That is true. Well, I think the scores and the doors is in first place is Joseph. Boo! Um, in Shut second up. place is Eric. Yay! And, and third place, I am afraid, is Nathan but
1: um see i would have got joseph's question though i want that on the record
0: i know i know i'm sure everyone we 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 know and i think um it's uh i just wonder well how did you do at home um, if you're listening along would you have beaten um would you have been able to beat any of any of us off what, you think um, you can beat me you just beat me off right now <laughs> well, yes um okay well Thank you for listening to that. Um, if if that was successful, I don't know if it was, we can always try some different... Um, I think we could do some other quizzes in the future, but... Uh, I thought it was fun. Mm, I fun? enjoyed this. Yeah. How about <laughs> you, Nathan? I knew you, you came last, but um, did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. I guess. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll give you a chance to... Um, well, why don't um, you throw out your little I don't lose contest
3: quotes? You just quit them.
1: No, that's it. That's true. See, I don't lose contests. I, I, I win them, or I quit them because they're unfair.
0: Okay, but you did neither this time.
1: Well, I quit before the
0: results <laughs> were announced. In my mind. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, hopefully, it doesn't mean you're going to sort of now have a grudge and you're going to do a kind of slash movie-styley um, killing spree because you lost. But um, I'm sure you won't. But what we are going to do now is we are going to talk about the, um, uh, well, the Backward Slash movie, The Final Terror, which is our kind of feature presentation. Um, and we're going to talk about it um, in after this trailer.
2: The, the legend to is told whispers an unknown tale of an unknown force alien to this world. You don't know what you're dealing with, lady. Without knowing, they have awakened a terrifying evil. We
1: want to get out of here!
2: Alone and unprotected. Now comes the naked horror. See The Final Terror. Rated on. Now showing in a theater near you.
0: Yeah, well, that was the trailer for The Final Terror. Um. I've got um, uh, the video box from uh, Thorn EMI, which was uh, released um, back in the early 80s uh, in the UK. So I was going to read the back of that. It's, it's very short, actually. It just says, a sample, a new experience in fear, another flesh-creeping horror pick from the man who wrote Alien. A barrage of violence hits a group of youngsters on a rural camping trip as a mysterious, merciless killer moves in on the victims. The tension mounts to an extraordinary level and shock follows shock as they're caught in a terrifying sequence of bloodshed and murder. Um, it also goes on to highlight, it's with Rachel Ward, star of The Thorn Birds and Against All Odds, Unfortunately, doesn't mention Night School or, or *Terrorizers* was here, and also Daryl Hannah of Blade Runner*, Splash and Reckless fame. Um, it doesn't give a huge huge amount um, away um, but essentially uh, The Final Terror is is one of the kind of backwards slasher movies which is obviously inspired by the success of Friday the 13th um, interestingly um, I mean, we've got some background and we'll get on to the background but um, is that when you see the film was shot in um i thought it was shot in 1981 but it actually looks like it was shot in 1980 october 1980 um judging by uh, a still that i found on on a website from the cinematographer um and it was filmed under the title bump in the night uh the film had a dizzying amount of different um uh, sort of uh, titles and we we'll talk about that in a little bit but it was obviously um, filmed um, after, the, after the success of Friday the 13th, which was released in May 1980 in the States. Um, but the film didn't get released into 1983. And certainly judging by that trailer, uh, they were doing pretty much everything to distance themselves from saying that it was a slasher movie. Um, and if you look at the poster, well, I've got the poster, and you've, you probably, um, the artwork shows um, teenagers running away from something but again it kind of makes it, it it makes it kind of um quite um uh, you know oblique or whatever it doesn't it doesn't really tell you exactly what they're running away from um and also the the trailer kind of makes out almost that it's some kind of alien um you know it's in the same way as something like um uh what was it Mortuary when they did everything uh they could to distance it from being seen as a slasher movie because um with the whole thing of the hand coming out of the grave and you think it's going to be a zombie movie and I think that partly that's because the time when it was released in 1983, after sitting on the shelf for a few years, people, um, uh, you know, basic slasher movie boom was over and they were trying to sell them as other types of films. Now, The Final Terror, um, just to give some, some thoughts on, on the film. Um, it's a film that I've, you know, I, I like and actually surprised myself coming back to it, um, how much I enjoyed it this time. It's, it's probably one of the best shots. Slash movies from from the era, um, which isn't surprising actually. Looking at the kind of talent behind the camera, uh, and I mean the story is simplicity itself, which is essentially um, a group of uh, t- teenagers and twenty somethings on a camping trip, um, um, uh, on a hike basically, and they're they're attacked by a mysterious killer, um, and that's pretty much the whole story. There's not much more to it than that. Um, it's yeah. I'm just. I'll be interested to. Um, hear what you guys think. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts on The Final Terror?
2: Mm, Yeah, well, when I saw this first um, all those years ago, it didn't really make any impression on me. I've always loved sort of the opening 10-15 minutes because it it is pure early 80s slasher uh, and it has that incredible, you know, uh, you shouldn't say quoi about 1981 slashers but I always found that it just sort of fell apart after that and and like you, when I was re-watching it this week, probably for the first time in, in a decade or so, I was surprised how much I really, really enjoyed it. Um, It reminds me a lot of Just Before Dawn. Obviously, nowhere near as good as that, but it also reminds me of Rituals, which I think I could safely say it's on a par with Rituals. Um, I do love sort of Backwoods slashers because I think the the woods are a, a pr- brilliant location and I think the the isolation of the woods uh, is captured really well in the final terror. It, it does feel slightly incomplete at times. I think that opening sequence where the couple appear out of nowhere and, and uh, on their motorbike and crash um, it it feels like it's truncated. And I know that you probably have some uh, information that might uh, elaborate on that. That they appear from nowhere. They the girl goes off looking for help. She knocks on the door once and, and gives up. She's obviously not terribly tenacious. Um, and, you know, that they come and go so quickly. You know, it gives you the impression that there was possibly production problems maybe going on behind the scenes. Uh, the version I saw was incredibly, well, not incredibly censored, but it was bloodless. There was, there was one particular murder um, about half hour into the film. There's a couple, um, you know, doing the beast with two backs and they get uh, chopped up by the killer. And I was really surprised when I found the, you can actually watch the entire film uncut uh, on YouTube. Uh, under the title Carnivore, which is another one of the alternate titles, and that scene uh, from the th- I was watching the Thorny mi print that uh, you were watching as well, Justin. And it's that scene is missing twenty seven seconds, which is a huge mm. chunk taken out of the film, um, uh, and it is it is I suppose quite explicit. Explicit and it was released at a time when uh, the Video Nasties uh, thing had really hit, and Thorny and I, in particular, were butchering all their releases. You know, so I'm not surprised it went. um But no, I, I did. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it. And I was, I know I was mean to, uh, I hinted that one of the actresses was one of the worst actresses of all time on the last podcast. I was referring to um Rachel Ward, and you know, she isn't just that much to do in this film and she's not too bad apart from that appalling scene and i know you played the clip uh, at the top of the podcast where uh, she, she wakes up and she's going i smell the smell He has his hands in my hair i always wanted to know what's this posh british girl doing out in the middle of the woods with these people and also i've i've never understood who the people really are i mean are they military or are they forest rangers i mean some sources claim they forest rangers. Yeah, but they refer they call somebody Sarge at one stage. They they have those kind of ranks in forest yeah, rangers.
3: They still have ranks like rangers oh. are like low lower totem on the totem pole like
2: yeah.
3: law enforcement. They just kind of enforce the law in the woods and recreational areas and stuff like that.
2: All right. Well, fair enough. It looks forest. like they were
3: like cleaning up something. Like they were, you know, out to clean, a, clean up a stream or something or I don't know. Mm.
2: Yeah. But I do and I, I like, uh, what I love about it is the way the killer uh, disguises uh, themselves by blending in with the, the, you know, the environment. There's one really quite creepy scene, I think, where they, you, the camera pans down the river and you see, the, you see this sort of rock. And then that, the rock starts to actually move and he realises the killer just sort of disguised. And I thought that was really, really effective. And then there's a, a scene towards the end where the killer emerges from a huge hollowed out tree trunk. Uh, from a fallen tree uh, again i thought that was quite eerie i uh, have a, an int- interesting weapon it's kind of um, a curved blade that they have uh, attached to a glove kind of freddy style but it's not look, quite yeah. freddy style it's hard to describe maybe somebody else can can articulate it better than me but i thought it was a pretty nifty uh, weapon but yeah no overall uh, final terror i thought was very good Um from a f- you know my, my opinion not completely changed but changed considerably from it being an okay film to being very good i thought
0: okay well thank you eric how about you nathan
1: i really like the final terror um i think that it's interesting you know i guess spoiler alert i guess just uh fyi to the people listening um i kind of like the fact you know i used to not like the fact that there were so many survivors at the end but i, I kind of like it now it kind of sets it apart a little bit from uh, other movies and i like how the survivors kind of band together to set these traps to catch the killer i thought that was uh interesting and like eric mentions about the ending you know I-, I love the ending i love the scene where they're all in shock and there it's just total silence as you know the the little trap like you know swinging back and forth i thought that was really effective um way to end the film hmm. um i really love the movie um you know i love the woods i mean i think the final terror is one of those movies that really makes the woods look scary and does a really good job of it i mean those woods look so dark and depressing and creepy um i love the uh, opening with the tin can lids that was a rather inventive trap that Mm -hmm. the killer had set up um yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I think it's a really, really good movie. I guess the only complaint I really have is that there are some scenes that are just too dark.
0: Mm.
1: I love the attack on the bus, when they're all on the bus and the killer attacks. But yet again, it's just one of those scenes that's really, really dark. It's mm. kind of hard to tell what's going on, at least in the print that I watched. Mm. But overall, I love it.
0: Because the, I mean, just interestingly, I mean, the the uh, the, the Thorne EMI um, video, which I've got, um, although it's cut, the, the it's much lighter. Than any other print, so you can actually see the quality is is better, so you can actually see what's going on in those dark scenes. But I know that's a common complaint. So unfortunately, it's one of those films where um, it's a bad video transfer rather than like the film was badly shot in the first place. But um so we have the
3: Thorny ML print over here too, and it's really
0: dark. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But I've I've seen um, there's a widescreen. I think it's come out on video. I mean uh, on DVD. I don't know if it's kind of it's in public domain now. But um, uh, there seems to be quite a few um, DVD releases of it. But I think they're all kind of pretty shitty. Um, mm. But um, how about you, Joseph? What are your thoughts on the Final Terror?
3: Well, the Final Terror is um, it's kind of a special film. I mean, uh, it's actually the movie that. I was looking for on alt-horror one time, and that's how I met Justin back in 1997 or 98, it was.
0: Wow, yeah, it's a long time ago.
3: Yeah, I, I posted about it. I couldn't remember the name of it, and you answered, and I went to your website, and the rest is history. But uh, I've had a kind of a tumultuous uh, affair with The Final Terror. When I first, you know, I'd watched it when I was a kid on Showtime, and I couldn't remember the name of it. And so when I watched it again, I was like, well, that wasn't that great. You know, it just didn't stand out, but... You know, I watched it a few other times, and it, I, I kind of had an appreciation for it, but I watched it again um, yesterday, you know, to kind of prepare. And um, I really, I mean, I really love the film. I mean, I think it's it's just one of those movies that the more I watch it, the more I pick up on things. In it. And uh, I think what I really love, I mean, there's so many things I do love about the film. You know, one is the fact that, um, let's see, uh Spoilers if you haven't seen it, so skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. But uh, I like the fact that uh, you know this ruthless killer who's like so you know good at hiding in the woods and you know good at stalking these people turns out to be this little old woman. Hmm. I think that's really creepy. Hmm. Um, this kind of backwoods woman, you know, she's lost her mind and she's she's all rag raggedy. It's just really frightening. And I, I I love all the characters. I love how they, you know, like Nathan said, they band together and they don't they don't really bicker too much. You know, you know, when push comes to shove, they're like, okay, we better, you know, stick together and formulate a plan here. You know, and also like Nathan said, the ending where them they set the trap, and and it finally, you know, it ensnares the killer. You expect this kind of like, hurrah, hurrah, cheer, we did it. But you know, instead, they're all like. Wow, what did we just do? And it just kind of ends with that, you know, that shot of the trap, you know, swinging back and forth, and the killer impaled on it. It's it's really, it's really scary. It's really eerie. Um, It's a really atmospheric movie. I mean, it's really dark in places, but uh, I don't know. You know, also like Nathan said, it's one of the few backwoods movies that really makes the woods, you know, simply terrifying. Um, It's a really underrated movie. I mean, I'd love to see you know, a, um, a cleaned up print. Cause I think, you know, it's on a par. I think it's on a par, if not better than, uh, you know, watching it yesterday, uh, yesterday again, I think it's on a par, if not better than, you know, just before dawn and rituals. I mean, I liked it that much.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think it, if we saw like a decent uh, version of it, I think it kind of, the, the cinematography was was excellent um and i think it's, it's, it's a yeah. really really good use of of the woods and also i thought what i thought was interesting in it was um um that it wasn't you know like some sort of film like the prey which is obviously a completely different type of film but it was all very sunny and people you know it, it, they were hiking in the height of summer but this is obviously filmed in in the winter and one of the scenes where um i thought Mike, Mike um who's kind of one in the heads Kind of branches or that when he's skinny dipping you can see his him shivering isn't he his mouth's kind of you know shaking because he's obviously really cold um and they're trudging around in in the rain aren't they and it's so it gives it that kind of i don't know kind of kind of um it kind of senses it in reality a bit more than say a film like the prey perhaps um but i imagine it um would have been quite an uncomfortable film yeah. to make wouldn't it because it is pretty much 98 percent of it is set outside um, and you know they are getting wet and they're getting muddy and you know so it would have been interesting it's a shame actually we couldn't get anyone I mean obviously we weren't expecting to get Rachel Ward or Daryl Hannah um, uh, to talk to us but um, we do you know we, we are hoping we will have at least one cast member um, uh, talking to us at some point and uh, you know um, we you know if you do hear on the podcast then we would have got them um, also hoping to chat to the um, uh, the man who's behind the film special effects uh, I did actually, I did got in contact with, um, because the, the woman at the beginning is Laurie Butler or Laurie Lee Butler. Um, and, um, I found, I tracked her, well, I thought I tracked someone, it was her on Facebook and she did write it back and say it wasn't her, but I don't know if you, if you noticed at the beginning with the bike crash that the, the woman who falls off the bike is clearly not that woman. It's a very, it's a stunt woman with, with, with dark brown hair. Uh, and it's obviously not, completely clearly not that that woman and I, I I thought she was quite funny because like Eric was saying she was a bit kind of like knocking once and then walking away um but she kind of walks you know she's basically apart from, she's got a great scream at the end but she just sounds almost completely uninterested isn't she as if hmm. as if she's got you know I don't know someone's knocked over a, um you know her can of cola or something She's gone to get a, a mop to wipe it up rather than try and get help for her boyfriend um uh i mean it's again it's a shame that they obviously got cut we'll talk a little bit more about that later i mean just a couple of other things that, that struck me was the kind of um obviously the whole blind three blind mice it was kind of like why would a, a group of um teenagers only 20 something be singing three blind mice on a bus it's just a bit of a strange you know uh thing and the, the film i think it was one of its alternative titles um was three blind mice um I like the fact that Edgar, who was, um, who again spoiler is, it turns out to be the son of the killer. Um, I was going to ask you guys. I mean, what is your thoughts? I mean, did, because he spent the first half of the film, or the first bit, basically, um, being the crazy Ralph character, didn't he? And he was basically don't you don't want to go down there and trying to warn them not to go to that that part of the woods, um, but when it got to a certain point and he vanished, I mean, do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you think he was, he was obviously trying to keep them away, but, um, you know, was he behind any of that or, or was he well, just, I think they
3: give it away. I mean, in the movie he's, they, he ends up stealing their food, doesn't he from the bus and he takes it to her little cabin, you know, so mm. she'll have some, something to eat. Mm. I think, that, yeah, I think that's what, you know, why he disappeared from a majority of the film. I and mean, he's probably, maybe, you know, he could have been helping out. I mean, certainly, um, when it gets to the end and he starts like choking that guy, I mean, yeah, you pretty much know he's, you know, off his rocker by then. Mm. I don't. I wonder if he actually helped uh, the the mother character, you know, kill. It's an interesting question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Nathan? Have you got any thoughts on that? No, no, that kind of makes me curious as mm. to, um, you know, if he uh, helped her as well. I haven't really thought about that because I always assumed that he was just innocent. You know, and they blamed him for the
0: killings. Hmm. 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 What about you, Eric?
2: Yeah, um, I, I just always assumed he wasn't in on the killings, although he was helping his mother to survive in the in the woods. Because, uh, as you know, Joseph says he has stolen from the group to you know to feed her, and doesn't he steal a, a stereo as well? And the mother must like listening to the latest tunes on the radio or something. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. So. She's in the Howard Jones fan club, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. weren't we all
0: <laughs> she looks a type yeah um, <laughs> mm. um, the other th- thing I was going to say also coming on to um, uh, the, the soon to be famous people obviously Daryl Hannah um, his character I mean she doesn't she doesn't really have much to do here does she apart from look pretty in a bit but she's kind of like I, I, think, I thought one she's called Windy I mean who named child windy nickname, um, yeah yeah, and also she's obviously that uh, she's the most dedicated pothead i've seen in the film for quite a while because she's always smoking pot and even when people start dying she's still you know uh, and they're being stalked by a killer rather than thinking actually maybe pot might make me a bit paranoid she still lights up at any opportunities isn't she which kind of shows dedication anyway to getting stoned and one of the rare times in a slasher movie where someone has their throat slashed but doesn't die from it Um, yeah i love
3: that i I, I think that's kind of unique that she doesn't die from it that they mm. have to stitch her back up
0: yeah and rachel ward of course going to rachel ward is um i think um you know uh rachel ward was channeling the forest wasn't she i think she was so in the redwoods (laughs) that she was so wooden in her performance um and especially when when she sews up daryl hannah's neck she's kind of like quick, get me a needle and thread, I need to... You know, she's kind of like, no, kind of like, oh, my God, I've got to get on with this. It's just kind of, it's as if she's reading off an cue. but um, but there you go. Um, and also, I kind of thought it was interesting. I mean, the film's got no nudity in it, apart from the um, uh, Mike, who was the um, the guy that, obviously, you get a lot of the stuff you get um, uh, cut out. And I thought it was funny that him and Mel, the, his kind of counterpart... Um, even when Marco, like uh, Adrian Smed, had gone missing and they don't know where he is and they were very worried, they still had time to have sex, um, take out, you know, to, you know, he could be in a ditch dying somewhere and they still found time to uh, to have a quick bonk, um, which wasn't <laughs> which wasn't very um, not very professional, really, was it? And obviously they paid with their lives. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Adrian Smed obviously was the other person who became well relatively famous in went on to be in Greece too. But he was in T.J. Hooker, wasn't he? Um, which was that kind of old. Um, I, I don't know if that was around. When when was T.J. Hooker? Was that earlier? Was, about it,
2: 80, was that? 84, 85, Was it?
0: Right. Okay. So again, it's because I'm. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the kind of films' checkered history. But another um, things that kind of uh, that struck me was the outhouse scene. It's kind of like having a toilet. You know, there's something about slash movies and the backward slash movies that, you know, most films like normal films in commas, never show people going to the toilet do they um you, you know you, it's always glossed over you don't like you know you haven't you don't see sarah jessica parker on the shitter in um in sort of <laughs> sex and city 2 do you, or anything you know most films just don't do that but something about slasher movies there is though there's you know there always seems to be some kind of toilet scene and there is uh for you know for the reason that they find some bodies in there um that kind of struck me i also thought is um i, I like the whole lord of the flies thing at the end when they go native you know and they kind of they you know i think um when the characters says you have to dress you have to start thinking like the forest um and so they have all they they kind of um basically take off any light clothes don't they and then they uh, try and disguise themselves and rachel ward starts uh, has a couple of leaves in her hair which i thought wasn't <laughs> gonna fool anyone really was it but it was a it was a bit kind of half-hearted, I thought, but that that was that kind of made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I it, it just I just thought it just been really interesting to find out how uh, you know what it was like to make that film, because it it did look like it, it, you know it was obviously you know not the height of summer, and it must have been pretty uncomfortable. I would have thought, you know, um, and obviously Rachel Ward uh, famously said, I think paraphrasing her was like the good thing about making these crappy horror movies is um you do them and then they're gone and no one will ever see them um of course except for us miss ward yeah. exactly yes and also it's kind of uh, <laughs> you know i mean to be honest it's kind of i don't know you know if people think of rachel ward today i mean she's not i don't know if she's still acting but um most modern audiences wouldn't even know who she was would they I imagine hmm. um But uh, you know, it's funny that we've we've covered two of her films. Um, I think those are the only horror films. And obviously, she went on to um, you know the the Thorn Birds was like a massive TV series, and Against All Odds, and um, uh, was it Sharky's Machine? Was that the other one that we've? Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't. To be honest, I don't remember seeing any either of those. I don't know if she was any better in those films as an actress. I
2: I haven't seen them. So
0: no, no. And obviously, Daryl Hannah went on to um, splash um, with Tom Hanks, uh, you know, playing the mermaid, and so she she became incredibly famous from from that. In was it eighty three or eighty four, wasn't it? Um, and uh, so, uh, again, that I, I mean, there are people in the film that are kind of relatively recognisable uh, now. And yeah. um,
3: Joe Pantoliano. I mean, he's been in everything. He's in The Matrix, mm-hmm. Bound. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Metcalf, who most people probably know as the the maestro from Seinfeld, he was also in the Twisted Sister video. He's the guy. It's like,
0: what do you want to do with your life? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 interesting, and of course, the other thing is Andrew Davis. rich director went on to um you know 10 years later to film the fugitive with um um what was his name uh, harrison ford harrison ford yeah, yeah. and uh, tommy lee jones and tommy lee jones so you know major thing yeah, under see-
3: siege as well with uh steven seagal who also had tommy lee jones in hmm. Hmm. Uh, the package which was with uh, who was that uh, what's that guy's name uh
0: gene hackman Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Nice. No, Tommy Lee Jones. He must have a friendship with Tommy Lee Jones cuz Tommy Lee Jones is in a lot of his films.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean it'd be great too if I chat with him as well, but I couldn't get we couldn't get any contact details for him. So, um just
2: to let you know TJ Hooker was uh, started in 1982, so by the time The Final Terror came out, uh Adrian's med would have been pretty recognizable.
0: Mm, mm. So again, it's kind of none of them. None of the, um, the the characters would have been. They were all unknowns, weren't they, when they made this film in, in the late eighty or you know. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so it's you. Could, I mean, we'll come back and talk a little bit about um, you know the making of and some some of the background information um, in a minute. I mean, have you got any anything else you want to say before we go to a break? I'm no, still I just doing on. background information or.
3: Well, oh, we're, we're, going to we're going to do more background maybe.
0: we're going to do that after I mean, <laughs> I was just going to... i'm still a little tired <laughs> <laughs> No, i was going to say what we're going to do now is is you know if you're listening to this and we're going to cut now to the interview if we get an interview now if we don't get an interview then um we're going to cut back so um i won't keep you in suspense any longer uh just to let you know uh listen up and um let's see what we've got
1: Hi, I'm Barbara Crampton from Chopping Mall, and you're listening to The Hysteria Continues.
0: Okay, and welcome back. Um you've either been listening to some fascinating uh, interview with a member of the cast of um The Final Terror, or you haven't. So um that is the the magic of radio. So uh what we can do now is talk a little bit about the background about the film, um, The Final Terror. So um I'll start with you, Nathan. Have you got anything for us? No but um it was it's worth it just to hear your you should um you should get what's the word for it uh, copyright that uh that no <laughs> <laughs> um how about you joseph you got anything for us yeah a couple of things um sorry if you heard that someone's
3: texting me they won't leave me alone uh, a couple of things it. um lewis smith who is the guy we're trying to get an interview with he's actually said yes but uh we didn't get him in time for the actual show. He was born and raised in Chattanooga where Nathan and I live. So I
1: and think that's kind of interesting.
3: Who, who was he in the film? He played Boone. He's the one that told the story. Uh, you know what that okay. is, Wendy? That's a mental institution. Yeah. That's yeah. him. Um, let's see the role of, um, let's see, Edgar's crazed mother was actually played by a man, uh, Tony uh, Mac- Macario. I can never pronounce his name. Right. Um, uh, they couldn't really come up with a title during the film. So at one point, the working title was three blind mice, uh, simply because of the scene where the cast sings the song on the bus. Mm. Um, and then obviously the wilderness didn't really offer too many light sources, which is why, uh, most of the film was dark. And, uh, in fact, the bus attack scene had to be shot day for night just so the bus could be visible on film. Mm. And according to the uh, IMDb, I don't know how correct it is, but uh, the film was apparently shot in 1981. But uh, it was shelved because they couldn't find a distributor right away. And then, you know, 1983 rolled around and Daryl Hammond and Adrian Zamed kind of their popularity started, you know, soaring. So they, you know, they released it to capitalize on that. Hmm. And uh, obviously the film was directed by Andrew Davis. We talked about that. And.
0: Um, I think that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. Okay, well, thank you, Joseph. How about you, Eric? Have you got anything to add? To it? Uh,
2: well, I just have one bit, uh, really. Uh, it opened, uh, certainly in Ireland, in October of 1983. Uh, in my hometown of Kilkenny, it played as a double bill uh, with uh, under the title Campsite Massacre with Q, the Winged Serpent. Ooh, um, okay. I was having a look through all these uh, old uh, cinema listings, and there were some bizarre, absolutely bizarre... Um, double bills they obviously used to make them up themselves they weren't uh, you know the distributor obviously had nothing to do with these but i mean you could watch friday the 13th part two uh, uh, in a double bill with a film called first love which i think is a william Cat movie from the late 70s but it's certainly not a horror film mm. um happy birthday to me played in a double bill with used cars which is the robert zemeckis film <laughs> um and here's one that you'll like uh nathan uh, your favourite movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, play, played on a double bill with a film called Blue Movie Blackmail, starring Stephanie Beecham. Mm.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Mm. That's quite a double bill. So there bit, you isn't go. It? Surreal.
0: That is mm. surreal. Well, I've got the um, the, it, the film played in the UK um, as Campsite Massacre, um, and really bigging up Rachel Ward's um, uh, name on it, with um, a double bill with Hellcut Mud Wrestlers, starring the. Uh, <laughs> starring the uh in quote the fantastic queen kong uh world champion um mud wrestler so so when you're looking at bizarre sort of pairings, then it doesn't get more bizarre than that really um no. uh that that is a very strange um uh, strange state of affairs, but yes it's the, the most film, bizarre pair I've ever seen since you took your top off <laughs> Ooh, you've, you've never seen me to my top off, and sexy you've, if you've got yeah. a zoom lens out there somewhere there it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I just kind of. I mean, we've covered a fair bit. Um, but the film, uh, I thought it was it was filmed in 1981. And um, but I, f- I found, a, as I said before, found a photo um, with a clapper card saying um, under the title "Bump in the Night," um, and it's got the the date on there as October 1980. So, um, but of course, it wouldn't be the you know obviously films take a while to shoot, so there may have been some filming in 1981 as well. Um, and let's see what else is there. It's um, it, as, I think as Joseph said, I mean, the film was shot, um, earlier and obviously it was, um, you know, and inspired by the success of Friday 13th. And I think we've, we've touched on this quite a few times in other the other podcasts. is that, um, the, especially Friday 13th, um, uh, it caused such a, a massive, uh, box office that, um, there was a huge influx of filmmakers wanting to make a quick buck from the slash movie, which is, which produced lots of the films that we know and love today. um, but again, people thought when they saw Final Terror and saw it as a 1983 film, it looked kind of curiously old-fashioned in some ways using a lot of the clichés that we saw in, seen in other films. But of course, the film was shot actually before a lot of those other films. I mean, for instance, things like the um, the story around the campfire, um, all those kind of things, which were used in other films like Mad Madman and Friday the 13th Part 2 and things like that. But again, the film was shot um you know before those films had lensed or certainly before they they were released uh so but yeah it did sit on the shelf and um partly because there were so many of these films out there that um without bankable stars which at the time they weren't bankable stars uh they, they couldn't secure distribution because you know there were so many other films out there and i think Um, the slash movie boom was relatively short-lived because although we see 1981 as the apex of slash movie in fact um they were already talking about the death of the slash movie by 1981 and films weren't making as much money as they they had in 1980 um let's have a look the other some of the other titles the film's got it was um the forest primeval um uh did you do and actually funny enough actually uh, from uh from variety it says that um it it mentions about uh um where is it uh yeah when mentions um the Winged serpent as well cue the Winged serpent um as a double bill um sort of here so it probably could played in other places um mm-hmm. as well as uh, that double bill uh do do what else have we got um the other thing which i think is is interesting is the um we talked about the cut version and the uncut version um like a lot of these films they had extra scenes shot for tv or um, footage that was cut out uh and again i haven't seen this extra footage um but apparently there was a tv version of the film which probably cut out a lot of the violence in in the movie um And somebody on the IMDB boards, um, I'll read out what they said, but they they say, well, it had been a while since I'd seen The Final Terror, so I watched it, and there were some major differences in the beginning of the film. First of all, the film began with an opening credit sequence with a new wave rock score and white titles. Then it fades to the biker guy and girl at some highway lookout above the ocean, talking about how they need to get back to the Rangers station. There's a lot of dialogue between them, and then they get on the motorcycle and ride down the freeway while some other rocky-type music plays. Eventually it fades out and fades into what you, you see on the standard video version. Uh, now we're in the woods and they have the accident and she runs to get help, comes back, he's dead, etc. But when she runs into the can lid trap and hits her, and it hits her, there's an insert of her body with gashes on her stomach where the cans hit her. And then it cuts to mama with a sickle standing over about to cut. Um... Again, it's kind of, I'm presuming they're talking about as being the the TV version, but again, it would have been strange to have had a TV version that had extra gore in it, because normally that's the kind of thing that's cut out. Um, uh, There's also, someone else also says that I actually saw the version you're talking about um, on the long gone channel uh, 66 WGBO in Chicago um and it says i was lucky enough to record it as well which it'd be great if we could actually get to see it um it says the extended beginning also explains how the killer gets the weird shaped knife now it doesn't actually go into any detail they don't say what what that actually says but uh, um you know that'd be great to see that extra extra stuff um but whether we will or not i don't know uh so i was trying to think if there's anything um Anything else? I mean, the film was obviously was from the legendary producer Sam Arkoff, who uh, you know was was a bit of a legend in in the kind of uh, you know the kind of the genre filmmaking. Um, but even with his power behind it, um, the film you know struggled to get distribution. Um, it got it got released in around the states in nineteen eighty three and eighty four, and I think it got some, I think it only got released on the east coast um, to start off with. Um, and then it did get released on the west coast and of course back in the day um you know films such as Friday the 13th were a bit of a novelty to being released nationwide um and um some of the lower budget filmmakers were kind of uh, you know um you know made their money last longer by striking a limited amount of prints and rolling out regionally or even back in the day sometimes i mean they literally would go from town to town city to city with um with uh with films and this is kind of one of those so it it got a regional or a kind of an east coast release before it got a west coast release um, um at some point and obviously again the um The promotional uh materials of we we mention uh basically hide the fact that it's a slasher movie um which goes to show that the the slasher movie unfortunately was pretty much box office poison in 1983 um other double bills i've seen it playing with it played with madman on the double bill which would have been a um a really good one um but I'm trying to think if there's anything uh anything else. Um I can't think of
2: anything else. Did we did we have we mentioned uh, Ron Shusett's involvement?
0: Oh well, for he, the alien writer.
2: Yeah, he's he's yeah, uh, yeah he's one of the uh, writers of the script and he of course has worked on an Alien and Dead and Buried, but he also um wrote the story for Phobia, which was the mm-hmm. film you were right. slating last on the last podcast. Yes. Yes.
0: Mm. Um yeah, no, I mean it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I... It's kind of one of those films because it's, I mean, although I think the look of the film is is great, um, but really there's no, the story is pretty poor, isn't it? I mean, there isn't really much of a story at all. Um, and so it's strange that he kind of wrote Alien, but um, so I do wonder if there's some interesting behind the scenes stories about the film and, you know, it obviously was a relatively troubled shoot, but, you know, hopefully if we do get to chat to anyone, um, that would have maybe, would have been answered by now. Um because i thought it's kind of it, it, you know it, it was kind of strange wasn't it the whole kind of the um the scene where the guy is talking about the the legend of the um of this woman and how it came about and it's it's, it's just, i just thought it struck me as strange that the girls were all going yeah tell it tell it we're really interested and we really want to hear this story about how this 14 year old girl was raped it was kind of like a weird <laughs> thing and then um and then sort of, uh, you know, saying that she came from a large family and then her uncle came and raped her after her father died and, and then she went into a mental institution and um, and there just happens to be a mental institution out in the middle of the woods, isn't there? Which, uh, um, it was filmed in California, in the Redwoods, uh, Forest of California, which again gives it, you know, that production value. You've got like, you know, amazing, amazing landscape. So, which kind of really, really, really helps. But, um, but uh, yeah, I can't, I'm, I don't know if there's anything else to say. Um but you guys,
2: have you got Yeah, else? can I just uh, say, mm. um, Justin, you were watching the UK release, I assume, as well mm. as me. Yeah. Um, did you notice the way that the, the title card for Final Terror comes up as a really cheesy video generated text thing that's, mm. and it zooms at the screen? Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I was watching the, um, the US cut under the title The Final Terror on YouTube mm. and it is a perfectly fine Final Terror. Uh, logo at the start of the film in the same using the same font as the rest of the credits. Mm. Uh, I'm just it's just bizarre that they didn't use that and used a their own video generated cheesy looking title. I, I mean, I'm, I'm bamboozled as to why.
0: Well, maybe I, I'm just wondering if it was maybe because it was um, they were originally going to release it as Campsite Terror. Oh, sorry, Campsite Massacre because obviously mm. that was the UK title. So maybe the uh, and then they changed it. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's all right, strange, maybe. Isn't maybe it? Yeah, but. Mm. Um, yeah, well, anything else to add, guys? Hmm, I think we've exhausted it, maybe. I think we have, haven't we? But, I mean, if if you've got any um, any thoughts on the final terror, why don't you let us know? Um, because, obviously, we'd love to hear from you. So, it's that time of the show, I think, for Joseph to tell people how to get in touch.
3: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, if you'd like to send us, uh, leave us a voicemail. Uh, the number is 858- Two three three nine two eight one. you can email us at the dot hysteria dot continues at gmail.com We are on Twitter. That's uh, twitter.com forward slash THC underscore podcast. We're on Facebook. Uh, that's facebook.com forward slash the hysteria continues. Um you can find us uh, mucking about on my site, the Body Count Continues, uh, mainly the discussion forums. That's the uh, bodycount continues.com. And if you'd like to purchase some swag, that's cafepress.com forward slash the hysteria continues.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, Joseph. And um, um, should we cut to some feedback? Sure. Yeah. Well, if you, I think, um, uh, because we're actually recording this in advance that we mentioned before, so we've we've not. um, It was only last week we recorded um, the show, uh, so we've not had a. We've had a few bits, haven't we, Joseph? I think you've got. I've got got one. You have got one. Okay. Yeah. This is from
3: uh, Jason Johns. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's J-A-H-N-S or Jans. I don't know, but um. He says, I love the podcast. All you guys are doing a fantastic job. Not sure if you've done this yet, but how about a top three slashers you want to hear a commentary for? My choices would be Silent Madness, The Mutilator, and Honeymoon Horror. Uh, Also a topic that might be discussed is whether the advancement of film technology has harmed or hurt the slasher genre. I think it has had a detrimental effect on it. Because I prefer the slightly grainy, sometimes dark quality of the 1980s films, because it has a homegrown, spooky atmosphere. The more recent shot on digital look makes it look too clean and sanitized, and it doesn't create much emotional effect on me. Um, Have any of you guys managed to find a sealed copy of an old slasher film on VHS? I went into an old antique store in a small town about six years ago and found some good ones. Among them was Hide and Go Shriek, Sealed, so I picked it up. Uh, keep up the incredible work. Uh, it's Jason Johns or Jans.
0: Oh, thank you, Jason. Um, yeah, yeah, good, good ideas Jason. for discussion. Um, for things. I, I don't know if I've got any. I think I have got um, uh, some. The, the only one I've picked up actually was in the States, and it was a film, and I still haven't opened it, and I haven't watched it, is is Blood Rage. But not the um, the Joseph Zito one, not the uh, the Killer Twin one. Um, which, which one is, is it? It's um, aka Never Pick Up a Stranger. Oh, it's the Zito one. Zito one, yeah. Um, yeah. I've got a, like a a big box um, uh, US release of that, but that's still in its shrink wrap. Um, but I, so I've never opened it. I don't know, you know, not that it's worth any money or anything. I wouldn't have thought. But um, um it's a film. Have you ever seen that film?
3: Yeah, a long time ago. I don't remember it being too too good, but yeah, I don't right. know. My yeah. opinion changes all the time. Maybe I should watch it again.
0: Hmm. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, have you got any any other feedback?
3: Uh no, not this week. I mean, like we like you said, we're recording. You know, one week after we recorded last week, so feedback didn't really come in. Yeah. Okay. Yet, usually takes right. about a week and a half or so. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Fair enough. Or we don't get anything at all. All of the Friday the Thirteenth episode.
0: Yeah, it's just strange, isn't it? We, I'm so bitter over that. <laughs> yes, we didn't get. It. So we thought um, we we did Friday Thirteenth. We thought it would be, um, the, you know, people would be champing at the bit. But um, yeah, we didn't really get any feedback on that one. So which was which is strange. So, but we do like getting feedback, and we do, you know, we like to read it out and obviously um, know that you're listening out there because obviously we, we enjoy doing the podcast. But it's sometimes it's it would it's always it's nice to get some feedback and um, to make it as interactive as possible we have to know if we've reached if we're reaching you, if we're
3: touching your heart exactly. among other body parts. Yes. yes.
0: But I presume <laughs> I presume, Eric, have you got anything, or Nathan? No.
2: No. Copyright, Nathan Johnson Productions. <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: indeed. So um well, well, thank you for listening to that slightly um, uh, you know, we're all a little bit worse aware, either tired, hungover oil so i hope you enjoyed the um the, the you know us talking about the final terror um next time it is eric's choice isn't it eric and we're it doing is. and we're going back to another film that was um that didn't get a release for a number of years after after it was uh until well didn't get re- I, yeah i'll start again didn't get a release until um a, a number of years after it was originally filmed um what mm. film are you picking eric uh, we're going
2: for the, I think it's 1976 it was made, uh, Savage Weekend.
0: Savage Weekend, yes. Yeah. So if you want to watch along, then you have got a couple of weeks to um, to watch that. Um, and uh, join us again on Hysteria Continues, and we are going to do more Slash with Panash. So thanks for joining us. Take care.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.